don't get many things right the first time. In fact, I am told that a lot. Now I know all the wrong turns, the stumbles and falls brought me here. Hey, everybody, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm here with my very special guest, my wife, Diana. Hi, and we are here to discuss a romantic song. There are many romantic things going on in the world these days, so I thought we would pick a song that, I don't know, I think a lot of people probably have played it recently, like weddings or special occasions, but it is not a love song that I hear very much about, and that is... The luckiest. Marvin Gaze. No. 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 Oh. That's The Luckiest by Ben Folds from his 2001 album Rockin' the Suburbs. Now, I first heard this uh, song because I was a huge fan of Ben Folds 5, his band, his previous band, and so picked this album up, which was his technically, I guess, second solo album, uh, just to continue hearing his songs. And this is the last track on that album. And I remember listening to it way back when in 2001 and just being struck by a lot of the truth behind it, even though I was still pretty young when I heard it, uh, as to the meditation on what love is, what love is like. Uh, some tears were shed. I'm not the only person. Uh, I was told by, by, by another friend in college, they'd also cried just a little bit after listening to the song. And uh, I've really enjoyed it since then. So that's where I'm coming from. How about you, Diana? Um, I, I, this is a lovely song. I think for a long time I, you know, like I always heard Brick as his first, like, you know, really slow piano uh, ballad. And that song is so terribly sad. So I always, like, kind of thought this song was sad in the same sense, but it's not. It's just really you know, poignant and sweet. Mm-hmm. No, I, actually, that's a that's a really good point in that it, it does sound at first glance like this is a sad song, and I guess there are components of it that could be taken as sad. Though you're right, it's not it's not meant to be a sad song or depressing yeah. song. It's not about lost love. It's about the love, you know, the love that one is in at the time that one might sing this song. Yeah, uh, I know, you know, the idea of falling in love and being in love as something that's lucky, is is kind of an interesting take on it. I think most love songs are very much about the idea of, you know, falling in love, like meeting someone, what a special event it is, and how special you are, and how special the uh, your partner is for falling in love. Uh, mm-hmm. So most songs, I think, really deal with the idea of finding love or losing love. I don't know that many songs that deal with the the reality of hmm, there are plenty of people in love and they stay in love and they're in love for their entire lives. Um, I guess in America it's a 50% <laughs> divorce rate, so maybe it's about 50% of people. <laughs> but that's still a pretty good number of people who, you know, it's been a long time since they first fell in love and they never broke up with that person. So it, it, it's a stable love. And I think this song kind of gets at that. Though that sounds really boring. I think that undersells the song a bit. Right. <laughs> so what, and what do you think about about that, the idea of, of this song being more about the concept of love, of being in love than than any other part of the love process. I don't know. I guess I hadn't thought about that a lot of songs are just about 
getting the girl or losing the girl or vice versa mm-hmm. versus staying with someone over time. I guess I I was still thinking about what we were saying about whether it's a sad song or not, and I think that um, it's not sad, but the way that he sings it, you can just um, feel in his voice how precious this thing is. Like, he's holding it, and, like, it's this delicate thing that he's holding on to, and I think that it's... I'm trying to uh, think of the word that I want to use for it. It's not that it's sad, it's that it's, um... Sort of taken, taken by it, or sort of the all-encompassingness of that, of that love. Yeah, yeah, I think you could you could say that. Like, it's just something that's like, yeah, over overwhelming in its preciousness. I like I like that idea. Kind of, it's it's a big. I think love's a big emotion. I think it gets short shrift in that. I'm thinking back to adolescent psychology class. The idea that love is something that you feel and it's passionate and oh isn't your love passionate oh you fall in love with someone it's you're mad for them and it's crazy and you do crazy things and you have crazy adventures and how that's just that's not a sustainable form of love mm-hmm. and how you eventually have to get into the kind of relationship love which is caring about the person you're with and cherishing them and sort of remembering the things that were special but a lot of that passion is more of a memory of passion than it is the actual passion yeah. Um, and that anyone who's like, oh, we're still in love like we were in teenagers is probably faking it or putting on a show. It's like there's a great Kids in the Hall sketch about the perfect relationship and how they have to practice every day being perfect. <laughs> like they have to rehearse, you know, yeah. let's rehearse. I'm late to the movies. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, I'm late, everybody. You know, oh, I'm going to say this when you. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about from psychology class. There's like the three different types of love and it's passionate love and romantic love and I don't know filial love or something boring like that. Boring old person love. Yeah, but I always, when I, it was like a triangle and I always wanted it to be the boring old person love one. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that looked really appealing to me. <laughs> and now I've achieved it, so it's... Oh, yeah. thank you. That implies that you still love me. <laughs> I, I want to talk, I want to talk about the lyrics of this song because I think that'll get a little bit more into that idea of kind of where, where in the love spectrum this song felt. We said, we said love a lot. We should probably think of some synonyms. I see it as it's sort of a, a series of a couple couple different lyrical sets, and I see the song as being a, a kind of a description of some scenarios. Um, because love, I think, is yeah. very hard to describe. It's it's an emotion. It's whatever we as individuals put into it. That the idea of well, let me describe some some scenes, some scenarios that. I think capture how I'm feeling, which I think is, a, is an interesting way to go about getting your emotion across because you're not just talking about cheesy ass metaphors so much as you are just talking about pieces of life that reflect that feeling. So you don't actually have to exactly nail the vocabulary. You just have to nail the emotion in a way that maybe the listener hasn't thought of before. Uh, so certainly the first one I think is the the simplest, the idea of uh, most people tell me I don't get things right the first time, but even though all the stumbles and falls have brought me here. I think that that one's a little more standard, standard yeah. feeling about about love, wouldn't you say? Yeah, to me that one's not a scenario. That's mm-hmm. just a description and a, a description of the emotion. Mm-hmm. The next one, 
the, I mean, the next two are kind of weird. I don't think I've ever heard them describe such in a song. Though I feel like there are movies that probably touch on this on this subject. But the idea if, what if uh, he... I'll, I'll assume that he is the is Ben Folds, you know, the, the singer, the songwriter. That he was born at a different time than the person he's in love with. Mm-hmm. Would there be a sense, no matter how he found that other person, whether they were just they're riding past the you know his house on their bike... That he's just walking in a crowd, that he he'd still know that it would still yeah. be that same that same love even across that span of time. Mm-hmm. Um, though the old man, the fifty year old guy, and the kid riding on the bike's a little creepy as an image. I, I think the point is more the just the idea of knowing it no matter the circumstances. Right. Well, no, I love that. I love that metaphor the most of of all of them in the song. That there's that you can you know take from the a person their the essence of them and their the soulmate quality of the relationship and that could transcend the exact circumstances of them being together so i i love that idea that mm-hmm. there could be someone from all the different generations that could have been your soulmate and if you had time to to be with them that that would still come through even if it's not the same type of you know physical romantic love you would still feel that connection to me that is just really beautiful I think that's why the lake house worked so well as a movie. Remember that? Yeah, with Sandra like Bullock? Keanu, and they had like yeah, the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like I that like, movie. Yeah. I don't, are you supposed to like that movie? I can't tell. No, I think it's okay. Is it okay to like yeah, that movie? Yeah, okay. it's okay. I like it, everyone. You've heard it here first. <laughs> or you probably, I probably told you personally, Diana, but now for, for the, the audience at home, the lake house quality. You should watch that. <laughs> like Keanu Reeves has been great in four movies. Way off topic. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The Matrix, The Lake House, and John Wick. He's he's just so good in those. He's probably been good in other things too, but those are four that just pop into my head. Is I'd watch those. I'd watch those all again. Uh, they're all very different movies. Though. I don't think The Lake House is quite the same as The Matrix. That's one where he was like the devil. Oh, he was a you know, he was a lawyer, and Al Pacino was the yeah. devil. The devil's advocate. That one didn't work for me. I know. I seen the last like five <laughs> minutes of that movie. I never saw the whole thing. I've heard a lot of you know, Keanu. <laughs> but that's off topic. Uh, <laughs> The last, the, the, there's a bridge to the song. So I think the bridge and the last verse are the ones that, you know, kind of thinking back to when I first heard the song, really got me. Because I think in talking about the idea of this being not a sad song, but having a lot of emotion that I think translates into what we feel when we're sad. I don't know what, I, the same thing, I can't think of a word that describes that. Yeah, well... But, if I may interject, sure, sure. there's a there's a quote that I really like that I can't remember the author of, but it's um, fear and hope are alike underneath, right? So you you are only hoping for something in that you are also fearing that you might not get it, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, this is has the same quality to it. Like you're loving something so much, and by admitting that you are, are loving someone to that degree then you're automatically opening yourself up to the vulnerability that if you didn't have it, you would be devastatingly sad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty apt about love. And isn't that what they say? You have to open yourself up to a lot. And yeah, there's a lot of, I, it is one of those complex emotions, uh, the way we respond to something. And I think that gets at the idea of, you know, growing old with someone, having love that lasts a period of time, that it's really easy to fall in love. It's really easy to start being in love because it is just all happy stuff. But in reality, 
love is going to be both the presence of and absence of that other person in the relationship or, or love for family members or children. And I think that's what makes it special. Sort of, you know, you don't appreciate something if you realize it'll go on forever. And the fact that you have to work at it, it's a something that you need to, to build over time. You know, it's something that you will find and is special, but it's not just going to just sustain itself. And that it, it is very tenuous to some extent. Yeah. Uh, the... The last verse. I want to. I want to start with the last verse and then go back okay. to the, the lyrics of the bridge. So the last verse. This is the one that gets me the most. I think. So the way the second verse about the uh, the, the lovers cross time. Mm-hmm. For me, the idea of the old man. It's just. It's just like here's some sentences. Which is, it's. <laughs> it's such a weird lyric. You know, next door there's an old man who lived his nineties and then he just passed away in his sleep. Mm-hmm. His wife stayed a couple of days, then passed away. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, there's no like big attempt to rhyme. Um, just. That's that's it right there. Just a little scenario about an old man. He died, and then his wife died too, because he was gone. Yeah, is, is the implication, and it, it seems like such a funny story. Like when you're waiting for what, what's the punchline, or oh, it's, this is something special to me, and just how how uh, Ben Folds just goes. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's a strange way to tell you. I know mm-hmm. we belong. So you kind of get the idea that he just read this in the paper, and just he just hit him so much. Like that's. That's it. That's how I feel. And I don't even know how I could say it effectively. I'm just going to explain what happened and hope that you get how I feel. So in some ways, I think it's a very vulnerable lyric because you could certainly put that in, you know, uh, a love song or a love letter and have the person who receives it be like, why the hell are you telling me the story about these old dead people? You know, if they don't understand the context or if they don't feel the same way as you do. It really is a line I think could really fall on deaf ears if you don't if you don't feel the same amount of love or you don't really love that other person, it would just be weird. But I think you know the way the song has built into it, this is someone deeply in love, you are probably sucked into the song already and you are remembering love or thinking of a love mm-hmm. that you currently have that it just I know for me it just, it just hit just hit like that's what it's like. you have this person and they're gone and you can't be without them and it's so hard to talk about, but that, that summed it up. That story summed it up for me. Um, and, and I also love that kind of fourth wall breaking of the song of like, I cannot, you know, I'm not going to be able to make this a clever lyric. I just, I'm going to say it. And I think it makes the song much more honest than a lot of love songs that are really just, yeah. you know, cheesy and just use so much, you know, rote metaphor. Yes. I would uh, I would agree. And, I mean, Ben Folds is a great lyricist. And he's a great storyteller in his songs. So I think that using a little, you know, uh, anecdote like that is right up his alley. But it also, I would agree, it makes the song a lot more vulnerable. And I, I, I didn't interpret it as him saying that to us as the listener of the song i interpret him saying that yeah, as no. to the partner I, yeah no i, I agree song. just um, i just as like the fly on the wall listener though that's that's how i felt you know the idea that he's singing the song to the person he loves but you're kind of hanging out <laughs> you're somehow there <laughs> yeah you're a ghost, but that's something perhaps. you know that's how a conversation actually happens is that someone says something like um i can't i can't relate it the way i want to mm-hmm. this is but this is how i feel mm-hmm. so it just definitely adds a really uh, nice mm-hmm. honest quality to the song yeah and i think that goes into the into the bridge which again this song has a very standard format you know 
lyric, uh, you know, lyric chorus, lyric chorus bridge, lyric chorus. You know, very, it's, it's very straightforward in terms of its development or the, the way it the way it plays out. But I just I love that bridge. The the uh, I love you more than I have ever found the way to say to you. Just again, that that one's again a little more a little more rote than some of the other lyrics, but just reviewing the idea it's so hard to talk about love but the musicality of that of that bridge it's very short it's very brief it has you know the the strings plucking this is because it's mostly just him singing in piano there's some string in the background there's actually kind of a a female ooh sort of uh, near the end of it it's very very you might not hear it or think it's just the synthesizer um, but just there's a lot more emotion I think overall the song has kind of a, a minor, minor key to it, yeah. and that bridge just kind of is probably the loudest part of the mm-hmm. song, and just really gets apart the idea that I've written a song, it's going to talk about love that I don't think has been talked about in a way, and I don't quite know if it's going to work, and I don't quite know if it says what I want it to say, but I am going to say it, and I think that in a lot of interviews I know Ben Folds did around this song, it was very much the idea that I wanted to write a love song about love that really hadn't been written about before or the way it hadn't been written about before cool i hadn't thought about that yeah ben folds like sneaks up on you because he looks so unassuming and his voice is you know not like sort of like a typical sing singer's voice to me and so i don't know he's one of those guys where once you really listen to what he has to say and the way that he puts the songs together you realize like he's really genius Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I really like him. Yeah, he's 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 very great. I, I, I think one of the sad things about the advent of digital music is when I buy an album, like I bought the when Ben Folds and I got back together, I bought that album, and I feel like we've listened to a few of the songs, but we've never just been like, let's listen to yeah. this album because that's just not the way one listens to music anymore. It's sort of just in your group of five thousand songs, and you shuffle through and you randomly hear them. I mean, yeah. you know what? We should make it a point to listen to their new album. Just like we might have listened to an album back in 2001. Right. <laughs> With the liner notes out. With the liner notes out, so we have all the lyrics. Don't go, don't go to the internet for those. They're, just, <laughs> they're right there in front of us. You wait for the end. See if there's a secret song. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be being its own separate track, you can clearly tell. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think we talked about a lot of the positives we have of this song. I know for 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 me, it just... It really captures a feeling that I don't hear very much, and that it certainly, even when I was first heard this song, I would have been you know, like twenty-one. It 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 felt like what I wanted love to be, similar similar to what you said. It's kind of what I wanted love to be because, again, it's, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to find a date, but it's it's really not that hard to get to that stage of love with a new person. I mean, you can do it. Yeah. Um, it's much harder to sustain it over a period of time, and. That idea of being with someone and that loneliness that, you know, the old man and the woman, the woman being so lonely without her husband that she, she didn't even want to live anymore. She just passed away. And, that, you know, that vulnerability of being with someone and having that much love is great. But at the same time, you know, you start to lose who you are without it. It's, it's that important to you. Um, that, that just really even spoke to me then. And certainly now that I'm much older... Much old. I'm a bit, a little bit older, a eh. little bit older than when I first heard this song. It, it still, you know, it still resonates. Just that that feeling, um, not just the feeling that I would have now as an adult who's happily married, but also remembering how I felt when I was younger and how I wanted 
that feeling and how it kind of came true and how exciting that is. It kind of rekindles the whole thing, like that positive feedback loop of, you know, oh, it's nice to be in love. I remember what it was like to want to be in love. And that reminds me how much <laughs> love I am. You know, so it just sort of sort no. of keeps going. It's a cavalcade of good feelings, which is my new podcast that I'll be starting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> oh. it, what do you want me to say? Oh, I don't know. Just that was, I rambled for a bit about how the song was to me, and now oh. it's your turn to ramble. Okay, yep. I um, I, mean, I think, honestly, when I... However old we were when the song came out, it was 21. Like We were 21. I probably didn't really pay that much attention to it, because I'm not really that into love songs you know and i was like oh the luckiest like sure i'm sure that's like cute you know like mm-hmm. i didn't really like pay that much attention to the lyrics but going through it now in more depth i think that it has a, it really is trying to capture something that's different than what a lot of other love songs are doing and mm-hmm. i appreciate that a lot all right so big question time we know why it's our song well we know why it's your and my song why should it be our song as in every one hour. Mm. Well, you really can't go wrong with Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. So it, it automatically has that going for it. And I think that, um, you know, like I said, any song that can initially appear unassuming or whose artist appears unassuming and then can actually take you over and take you into something that's a lot um, bigger than you were initially expecting is definitely worth a listen. And mm-hmm. I think you can get that from this song. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's, it's hard to write a happy song that is also very, very sad at the same time. Uh, and this song really captures that because there's no way to end this song without feeling kind of sad, but also being very happy about the idea of a, a love. And it's not, it's not an, like an all consuming love. Oh, it's that you might read about in poetry. It's very much a, a I think a realistic view of how love can look how love can be and yeah i mean i think we've said a bunch of times that's just not that's not the way the love song goes it's not the way a love song is is written Mm -hmm. that's not the way people think of love when they think about love because they want to think about love in sort of that uh, 18 to 34 demographic which is probably more the finding someone and falling in love and then you break up with them and then you do it again Uh, this this is very much a song for people to think about for the future, but also for older fogies past the 35-year... <laughs> past 34, when advertisers care less about them. <laughs> All right. Well, Diane, anything else you want to say about this song? I think we covered a lot. Um, No, but I would like to recommend that if people want to continue thinking along this vein, that they read um, what we talk about when we talk about love, which is a short story by Raymond Carver. Mm. And it's a bunch of people just sitting around trying to kind of pick that perfect anecdote that can capture what love really is. Oh, that's a great that's a great poll. Yeah. I read that. You gave me a collection of him a long time ago. And I, He's I, awesome. I read them all, and I sadly, I'm, I'm not able to remember very many. I remember I read them while waiting for my car to get fixed. Oh. But sadly, the content has slipped out of my brain. Okay. So I should probably check them again. I, remember, I love short stories. But I don't remember them very well, apparently, so sorry. But we still have that somewhere, I think. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Just for everyone at home, if you'd like to know <laughs> the minutiae of where books are in our house, well, 
know, there, there you go. That's what you come for. Well, Diana, thanks so much for talking about this song with sure. me. For those of you listening at home, if you have not already done so, uh, please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can get a fresh new episode every week, every Wednesday. If you ha- would like to leave a review on iTunes, that would be excellent because makes more people aware of the podcast. If you have a friend who you know likes songs, well, why not tell them to listen? Or maybe you or they want to talk about a song with me. Or just want to sh- say, hey, talk about this song, jerk. Uh, you don't have to be so rude in your in your email to me. It's rob at playingoursong.net, but I, I suppose you could be. Uh, if you like interesting facts about our songs, uh, you can check out our page at playingoursong.net where we post preview episodes every monday so you can see what the song is on wednesday our episodes go up and then friday we have a lot of extra facts i often post videos and and even doing a little bit of research before this show found a lot of great uh, live performance videos of ben folds performing this song which i'll be posting so look forward to that you can check us out on facebook and like the page at facebook.com slash playing our net Snow playingoursong.net. You can follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song, where I post information about the show. And if I'm listening to songs, uh, I'll sometimes write about those too, wherever I happen to be. And that's about all our social media presence. Uh, Diana, do you have any plugs you wanna you wanna share? Yep, I want to plug my business of the week, which is um, uh, doggy pedicures. Oh. Yep, you can bring your dog by. I will uh, paint his or her toenails for you, and I'll put a little bow on her tail. That's good. It's called uh, Pawdicures. Oh, that's good. Yep. Yep. That's my plug. It's copyrighted now because she said it. It's, it's, <laughs> you can't use it now. People. Don't really bring me your dog. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know how they to don't, do that. that. They don't know be, where we live. That would be disaster. They don't know where we live. Okay. Sure. On the internet. One, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. Talk about song lane. <laughs> um. That's it, though. That's all my plugs. That's all your plugs. Mm-hmm. I have a plug. Uh, for those of you listening to this, it will be going up on our nine-year wedding anniversary. Yes. So you can think about us probably not going out to dinner because I think we have soccer practice and a birthday party and a little baby. So we'll probably do something later on. So you can think about us uh, and, and what nine years of marriage entails, which is just a lot of crap to do with your children. But hey, you can always make a podcast <laughs> about your cavalcade of good feelings which is my new podcast anyway thanks everybody so much for listening uh, maybe you should listen with someone that you love curled up close to you wouldn't that be sweet and <laughs> in any case please uh, come back again next week and until then remember it's your song so play it long and play it loud bye everyone bye